Good afternoon, and welcome to the Reusable Packaging Association podcast about a newly released technology white paper. This white paper is an industry guide to both available and emerging technologies used to identify, monitor, and track reusable packaging throughout a digital supply chain. My name is Todd Hoff, and I lead member programs here at the RPA, and today I'm joined by Rob Franzo. Rob is the consulting director and retail logistics system architect at Qualcomm Technologies. Thanks, Rob, for joining today. Maybe, Rob, you, you could give just a little introduction to yourself and uh, the white paper we're going to be talking about today. Very good, Todd. Thank you for uh, for doing this and setting this up. Appreciate it. And it's been really a great joy working for uh, or with um, the Reusable Packaging Association over the last couple of years chairing the technology working group. And it's a delight to for us to have accomplished yet another milestone with the publishing of this white paper. Uh, the white paper is an update to the 2019 white paper that was previously published by the RPA and was really needed because it's been four years and technology and standards around that technology, as well as the, the need for visibility in the supply chain has continued to increase and manifest itself in so many ways as, as we all we all know. Great, great, Rob. Maybe, maybe you could give an int- a brief introduction on who's, uh, what types of companies are, are part of the technology working group. I think there's almost 20 companies now as part of that group, but, but what types of companies are part of that group, Rob? Yes. So it's very broad and it covers all aspects of the ecosystem around reusable packaging technology and uh, reusable transport items. We have companies that do labeling and establish, uh, if you will, even standards like uh, they're not actual members, but they're associated or we do liaison with them. So we have companies that establish standards and ecosystem around labeling and how they exchange information. Then we actually have member companies that do labeling um, as uh, across the broad spectrum of technologies, which we'll talk about a little bit more. We have companies that are doing machine to machine or IOT connectivity platforms across a wide array of, uh, of communication technologies and standards. Uh, both proprietary and open. Um, And then we have other companies which are actually facilitating data management and acquisition, as well as sharing that data management, either through traditional um, databases, also through distributed ledger technology. Yeah, that was one of my, uh, one of the things I liked most about this paper uh, during the development of it is we have such a wide range of experience. And the result is really almost 100 pages of everything you need to know about not only current technologies, but emerging technologies used in reusable packaging. So I, I, I think it's a great reference and really the ultimate industry guide to this topic. And, uh, and one I, other thing, Todd, if I could just interject, uh, it's, I mean, step on you, but I did, uh, which is that we also include many use cases. Um, related to the application from member companies who have actually done work in this area. And uh, and then lastly, we have an incredible appendices. I think it's pretty extensive. That just takes all the acronyms and contractions that we find technology people using all the time, some of them redundant, and we, we explain them all to give a really good guide to people who have to uh, navigate 
um, navigate finding the solution for their problem. Exactly. That's one of uh, one of the exciting parts of this paper. Tell me, tell me a little bit from your perspective, Rob. Uh, so, so why is tracking tracking and monitoring the supply chain even more important now than maybe it was in 2019? Maybe share some examples and some of your learnings. Absolutely. I, I think we all know what happened in the beginning of 2020, um, something I call the isolation economy, but it really uh, exposed the dependency of the worldwide economy on supply chain and logistics. And having visibility into where things are, as well as their condition, uh, is so very vital. And uh, while that was an exceptional situation, uh, it, it highlighted the need for investment in this area. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's a big element of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, we have new regulations coming out like FISMA 204 from the USDA for traceability of, of fr fresh produce that's covered in this, uh, in the white paper. And, and then there's ESG. So other elements and other needs for just increasing productivity um, of your operations, uh, labor management, you know, labor is obviously very difficult these days. And so wherever you can get um, improved processes and uh, augmenting your productivity uh, is very beneficial. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, from a regulatory perspective, the FISMA 204 really will drive across the entire food supply chain the need for not only data, but visibility throughout the entire supply chain. And technology plays a very important part to, to companies meeting those regulations, whether they're a grower, they're a shipper, they're a transporter, or they're the retailer itself plays a very, very important part. So I would strongly agree. Uh, maybe Rob, you could jump into kind of the next part of the paper, which are really what are, what are the types of solutions and why supply chain should consider adding technology-enabled assets across their company, but also their partners. Absolutely. And, and you know, an important element, too, of, of why is, is now a good time to be uh, putting out a white paper from the RPA. Many of the technologies we're going to talk about have moved from proof of concept to proof of, uh, if you will, value. And proof of value, because they are proven, they're, they're demonstrated, and uh, and so as we we look at what the, how the white paper is structured, um, specifically, it first starts off and talks about product identification, and and so it just lays out all the different uh, things that we know about product identification. The, the industry standards group like GS1, who uh, establishes the language for business with uh, with their standards. And um, it then addresses technologies such as machine to machine or Internet of Things, how connectivity is done um, for uh, reusable assets um, and the various options there. And then, um, as we were talking about the, uh, the data management and then how you can once you've now got uh, the sensors and you've got the communication capability, you've got the identification, the serialization, how do you now capture that information, organize it? and then communicate it among various stakeholders so your operation can be more efficient. Yeah, one of the things I like kind of in the kind of the different product sensing and technology are the variety of case studies that are included in this white paper. We have both automotive case studies in this paper, retail, 
perishables in this white paper, all the way to, uh, to not just in the US, but global case studies from our technology working group members. So it's really a good, a good wide range of experiences across different technologies, across the globe, across different supply chains. So I find that, I find each of those examples very beneficial for people. And, and that points to your earlier question about who are the participants. So, you know, they're, they're, they're very broad in terms of use cases and industries. So this really is a, a very, very representative um, document for people in various segments um, to, to you know, look at, reference, consider. Exactly. Maybe, maybe Rob, from your experiences, uh, you know, as we are writing this white paper with our member companies, maybe share some of the reasons and benefits for asset tracking. You talked a little bit about regulatory, but maybe share some other examples around what are the reasons or the benefits today in 2023 that that are really some of those proven use cases shared in the paper. Absolutely. So a few things are obviously you have a process. And so every 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 business has a process for shipping assets or product from point A to point B to point C, and then finally through their whole logistic supply chain. And, and the benefits obviously are um, to, to having the visibility is so that you can understand where things are working well, that's normative, but identify those exceptions and where things are outside of the bounds of what was needed, uh, where perhaps an asset is has too much dwell time, so your cycle times are not meeting your KPI, and you can establish actual uh, metrics around performance and then have the technology assist you in compliance or in monitoring and then complying to those metrics. And then, uh, as we all know, you can't improve what you can't measure. And so in this case, we're given a means for a measurement to be made so improvements can be made. Um, but it's, it's uh, you know, for instance, we had one particular participant identify that in a closed loop situation, where there's a particular operation that needs to be performed uh, by contract on uh, on the assets, They're, they were finding that some exceptions were happening where that operation was maybe three or four times higher than anticipated. And by having that visibility, there's two things you can do. You can either say, well, why is this happening? Understand the root cause. Is it necessary? And if it is, then say, hey, you know what? We're providing this additional service, which is beyond the scope of your contract. And that gives you the, the data by which you can go back then and, and resolve that conflict and, and build partnership where you can now say, hey, you know, we identified this. Um, here's the value. Here's what you're seeing. And, and you know, so let's uh, let's rework the, uh, the terms of uh, the terms of the agreement. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe, Rob, talk at a high level. So so what are some of the relevant technologies that are covered in this paper? Uh, not specific, but 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 a broad topic sure. of uh, some of the technologies discussed in this paper. Todd, you know me too well. I get down in the details, isn't it yep. true? So at a high level, clearly it's about labeling. Simply, how do you mark something? How do you brand it? How, you know, I'm thinking branding like in the, the old West where you put your mark on it, right? To identify ownership. And then, yep. um, and, and so how do you go about identifying something? And then we talk about beyond the labeling, um, the technology again for machine to machine or IoT, the connectivity. How do you give it a voice? We talk about the type of sensors that could go on it. Based upon the use case, you may need to monitor particular things like temperature, humidity, shock, impact, some other, you know, tilt number of things 
Um, and then we, as we were talking about, we also have in their outline uh, database and how do you organize and manage the data, um, as well as some topics like uh, security and privacy. Uh, you know, these are very important. A little bit about uh, that buzzword, artificial intelligence, um, but you know, machine modeling and and how do you how can you benefit from that? So we we cover a very broad range um, and in a pretty pretty, I wouldn't say deep way, but in an informed way. Great, great, great answer. Uh, one of the things that I like, uh, you know, I, a lot about this white paper, Rob, is really, we have a whole section on not just the data. Now that you have a lot of data, you have sensors providing data, how do you create insights out of that data? And I found that was one of the uh, most interesting conversations we had as a working group was, you know, it's not about the data, it's how do I draw insights from that data? Love to hear your thoughts, uh, you know, around this topic of insights versus just a tremendous amount of data that, that a company would not know what to do with. Absolutely correct. I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate of secure trusted events, right? And, and the idea is if you have, it's not about data, it's about events. It's about things that you can take action upon. And obviously, as you you start off, you start walking, and then you find that you can start running, and then you can go for a very long distance in the sense of what you can do. But the, what you can do is, you know, looking across your operation, understanding the, the types of things that are working correctly, those are great, but the types of things that are not working well and being able to then go in and understand, uh, yeah, at the root, root of it, what is happening. For instance, let's just talk, we talked about one earlier um, with the identifying something that was happening more often than was expected to be happening. Um, but, you know, it, it just really comes down to as you, as you have the events, as you have the, the, uh, the, the data and you can now mine it, you can use um, predictive analytics, um, prescriptive analytics, uh, you can plan maintenance better, you can understand asset utilization as well as identifying events around those assets that might be damaging them. Uh, so you can go in and take corrective action to reduce the cost of, of operation, um, as well as you'll have data which may get you provide you a means for greater life in your assets and in your capital capital operation. Um, so it, it's just it's just a myriad. It's almost I would say unlimited in terms of the dimensionality of uh, of the solution space you can open up by having these types of visibility into what is happening. Exactly. One of the next parts of the paper was. Uh, was something I think all of our technology working group members talked a lot about, which was really how to get started. Uh, there's a lot of marketing and sales things you'll find on the internet about the topic of IoT, but but from a real practical example, example, our 20 plus member companies really spent a lot of time writing down kind of how do you get started in a real life application? What's that? What's that fundamental business problem that you're trying to solve? across your company, across your partners, and across the supply chain to really make that work. And I think the paper does a good job outlining how, how to do your pre-business case screening, but also develop that business case. And what are those key variables that you need to consider when, when implementing you know, a wide range of technology type solutions? So Rob, maybe you could share again, a little more experience around the conversations we had about how to get started 
across our technology working group? Well, those conversations were captured in section six, which is in fact entitled, How to Get Started. And the first thing we obviously start with is let's identify what the problem is. Let's write it down. Uh, not only that, but let's also understand who are the stakeholders, who who needs to be involved in uh, making sure that we've got the problem statement right, as well as who will need to be at the table to help understand the solution space and what can be deployed and implemented. So how do you build a team? How do you build an understanding and appreciation for the problem and then the solution space? And then also it's important, you know, to be able to model that uh, the problem and you know and a number of the participants their companies have their own models um and in fact the rpa last last year we published um, an roi calculator it's a very simple roi calculator but it's, it has a few scenarios and and our intention is to take this white paper and expand it um, but we those are the tools that we provide today for people to get started um, and then, you know, once you've you've done done those internal steps and you've identified it, then it's important to be able to go out and talk to solution providers and and obviously the the RPA participant participant members um, have these solutions and 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 have the ability um, to to work with the various systems providers service providers and and help them identify the the right. Um, the right set of technologies and and also the right companies who have the right attitude and the right approach understanding and can help in being a trustworthy advisor, you know, as well as a partner and a provider of a, a vendor uh, to that company. Um, and, and, you know, and much of that is outlined in, inside of uh, inside of the white paper. Uh, through not only like section six, which we were talking about, section five, which goes through all the different technologies and, and the like, and then the appendices, and, and then the references to the companies. Every company that uh, participated uh, is represented in the white paper, and uh, there are links, hot links inside the white paper. Todd, I, I, I lost count. How many references do we have in this paper outside? Yeah, there, there's about a 100 external links to additional reading and resources, not only of the RPA members and technology work group, working group members, but industry associations, industry trade groups, uh, technology standard setting organizations, and a lot of additional reading for a user that would read this white paper. Again, our goal is there's a lot of content in the paper, but also we provide external resources. If a, if a reader of this paper wants to learn more, there's just so much information that uh, that we also refer them to beyond the hundred-page white paper itself. Yeah, Ed, thank you. I, I I lost count. I I just know that uh, that we were being. I will I was to say that uh, I've shared this paper with a few few associates, a few uh, people that I know in the industry as well, and and uh, you know the feedback is wow. You know, there's a lot here, and it's of substance, and it's it's well composed. So you know, I think that uh, I think this is going to be a very useful asset or resource um, going forward here for uh, for not only the, the members, but also then uh, everybody in the industry who are confronted with a, with a problem um, in logistics supply chain where they could use and deploy uh, reusable transport items and, and, uh, and the like. Yeah, one of the things that I found uh you know, very helpful. When we started this paper, we started with we're really focused on the appendix across all our member companies and really standardizing what's the industry technology, the industry terminology, 
also product technology. So what type of reusable assets that companies use, but also then the technology terminology. We, you know, we really focused on getting rid of the marketing terms and really getting down to the basic technology and terminologies that are used throughout this paper itself. Uh, there's a large section of, of industry resources about, uh, about the topic of reuse, if you're not familiar, but also a lot around IoT, managing and tracking reusable assets, et cetera, within, within the documents. Lastly, there's a section on, on technology standards and some of the companies that are working across the, the global industry around you know, how data and how information is moved across uh, the supply chain and many other industries. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't mention it, but you know, obviously we in, in the labeling, uh, we we go across uh, the the full gamut uh, of well, I shouldn't say full gamut, but we look at paper and polyester labels. We we talk about polymer fusion and heat stamping, you know, just from a perspective of the branding. And then we go into technologies, you know, such as uh, RFID, which is very well established, the RAIN RFID, a very strong standard in, in conjunction with the RAIN Alliance, uh, AIM, and, and then GS1 as the three industry organizations and then their member companies. Um, and then we talk about Bluetooth low energy, you know, self-organizing uh, networks as, as well as uh, uh just mesh networks and and both proprietary and standardized uh, solutions for that. We talk about low power wide area networks again, things like LoRa or CAT M0 um, or you know, low power WAN LP WAN um, and uh, and then you know things that are needed for uh, global ne global navigation uh, satellite systems GNSS or you know GPS as we know it in North America. And uh, you know how wide area trackers work in conjunction, um, and, and as we alluded to earlier, then all the sensors and the other other elements that uh, that would go with those trackers. That's great. That's great, Rob. Yeah. So I'm curious your thoughts. You know, the original white paper was in 2019. We greatly grew it here in 2023. Uh, you know, based on the acceleration we've all seen in these technologies. Where do you think we'll be a year, two or three years from now around these these topics, Rob? Well, we have a phenomenally mature platform, technology platform that uh, it really comes down to getting the business relationships in place, uh, and then understanding uh, you know how to embed and imbue and standardize around uh, around the different technologies so that there can be scale. And I, I, I think um, as I look at it, you know, the big challenge right now is is what we're doing here through this white paper is educating people about those things, about how to uh, select and go about doing a, a selection process um, and choosing, you know, the right technology combination for your particular problem. So at this point, it really is much about adoption and deployment of the existing technologies. Um, and what is there today, and um, and then of course there's going to be roadmaps and there's going to be you know refresh points uh, throughout. But and then for for the industry, the next uh, two to three years is really about deploying what we have today, and uh, and it's all here, and it just becomes a question of doing the modeling for your problem, engaging with the ecosystem and the people that can provide that solution. And and then you know modeling the the benefits 
primary, secondary, tertiary, and then all the other things that you're going to be able to do because you're going to transform your business, you know, digital transformation. How do you improve your process? How do you improve your customer expectation? How do you change your business model? All those things um, are addressed inside this white paper, and it, it can be a great guide to allow people to go from, to get started and to get out there and, uh, and find a solution that works for them. Exactly. I, I, I could not have said that any better myself. Thanks, Rob. So from, uh, so from a wrap up, we released this paper about a week ago. We've already had quite a large number of downloads of this paper. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Reusable Packaging uh, Association, you can find us at reusables.org on the internet or just Google Reusable Packaging Association or RPA. You'll see us pop right up. You can actually download this paper. Uh, there's, it's located a few different places to get to to make it easy for everyone. One is if you go under library and you look under technology, you'll find it there. You also find it under education, underneath education and click on white papers. And like I said, Rob, we've had almost 100 downloads to date just in the past few days. And we look forward to sharing this with more and more users. And again, it's available for free as a download on reusables.org. Again, underneath the technology uh, uh, link, but also the library link under white papers. And excellent. Again, yeah. really excited about this paper, Rob. Yeah, it's excellent. Thank you, Todd. I, I, it, it's great to see it out there. Um, and one one last thing, obviously, we're going to be at PAC Expo in September. Um, we're going to have a session, I believe, on September 11th, very memorable day. Um, and uh, and the bottom line is that uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna be there talking about the white paper and uh, and a bit more with uh, some of the participating companies and then many of the companies that um, participated will be there displaying uh, their solutions and available for uh, engaging with with uh, you know with people that have a have a need for uh, deploying a solution. Exactly, in the reasonable pavilion, there's not only the reasonable the companies that make assets or move or pull assets, but there's a whole section just of technology companies that enable kind of the, uh, the, a, a, that enable reuse and the use of technology for those assets. So there's, I think there's almost uh, 40 or, or more than 40 different companies in this area. So if you have an opportunity to go to PAC Expo uh, 2023 in Las Vegas in September, that's great. If not, a lot of our learning center discussions will be videotaped and we'll have a session specifically on the white paper by some of the member companies that helped write it. Uh, if you're able to attend PAC Expo, you'll see it in person. If not, uh, within a few weeks after that, we'll have, a, uh, we'll have videos of this panel discussion on our YouTube channel, again, as part of the RPA or Reusable Packaging Association. So if you can't join in person, it'll also be available uh, electronically. So what one last thought do you have, Rob? And then we'll close well, today. I just, I I really appreciate everybody that are listening right now. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. We uh, we expect that you'll find the white paper useful, an invaluable resource. Um, I think, Todd, you referred to it as the Bible um, of, of the Reasonable Packaging Association technology. Um, and uh, 
it's uh, it's been it's been great working with you and the rest of the team and all the members uh, of the technology working group to get this done. Great, great. And kind of my last comment would be if you've not been to reusables.org, it is truly the industry reference on everything reuse. And uh, again, please join and visit visit uh, the RPA website for more information about this topic and many others.